It's your long lost out at sea pal coming back, coming back for a wine review podcast just for you, dearest Substack and Spotify. I think this is also on Apple. However you get to this podcast, dearest listener, here I am. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. It's your host, Deepa Shreeder. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about wine today. We are. We'll get to it. Guys, it is... Technically, it's late July. We're last... Last gasp... Last... Uh, what's it called? Uh, the last ship out. That's not anything. I don't think that's anything. I got, I got very confused. American idioms. Um, I think they have to be fully formed in your brain. Like when you're five or six. For them to, for them to like really stick. But because I don't have that experience of knowing American idioms... Like as a child, uh, they they they're so close yet so far. Anyways, guys, it's it's uh, we've got one more month technically of summer, but you know this is this is always such such a tough month to have summer in, right? Because it feels like. It just feels like one perpetual long Sunday. That's how I feel about August. It just sort of feels like <sighs> everyone's getting ready for Monday, which is i.e. Monday is when we think about months, do we not think about September as like maybe like Monday? You know what I mean? It just it just feels like Monday. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you have to get back to work. You got to get to it. You have obligations suddenly. August, August, I should be, like, you know, fancy free. Footloose and fancy free. Still got it. Um, but I'm not. I feel, all, every time I'm in August, I start to feel, God, I'm so behind on everything. And it is also because I am technically so behind on everything. Take for instance this podcast, which is I will say till the to the last gasps of breath that I have that this is a weekly podcast. <laughs> Time is a construct, okay. Um, but let's let's get into let's get into a wine that I am excited that you will still be able to really get into. You've got a month, month and a half, for honestly, like two months if you live in Austin, Texas, of like for real hot weather, uh, summertime vibes. Yeah, I would say in Austin, we've got about a couple months, month and a half for the rest of y'all. And that's enough time to drink some good wine. Okay, let's do it. And today we're going to be talking about a wine, a wine that I I have been now trying to find desperately a second bottle of because it's 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 made a big impact on me. It's called Pomegrana, which is a very difficult, I think, title, a hard title. 
for a wine to be named, if I do say so, just because when I got home and wanted to look this bottle up, I took I took pictures of the bottle, don't worry. We we've got we've got like for real photographic evidence that this bottle exists. Because it's named Pomegrana, I guess like as a take of like pomegranate. Um so many things on your Google search will will show up. Um it's very difficult to sort of uh pinpoint where exactly this wine is going to show up. But it was so good that I did want to talk about it and I do love I do love the take that this is not a fruit wine, but this is a wine that does taste like fruit in in the most pleasant of ways. But Gera, what is up? Come on, we're podcasting. Get with it or, or you know, like, we don't have you mic'd up, but I'm sure you guys can hear them. Um, and this is a Spanish wine. It is made by a winemaker named Freddy Torres. Bagheera, is, is that contributing is what I'm asking. Okay, what else? Um, guys, Bagheera has put on his uh, headphones. He's up. One of the reasons, if anyone is asking, why does it take me so long to get a podcast episode out? My producer, a.k.a. Bagheera, he's just, he's, he's all over the place, okay? Um, and honestly, I think he just wants to be the host. So this wine was made by winemaker Freddy Torres, okay? Uh, and he is, he's a celebrated Spanish winemaker. And uh, this is a Spanish wine. And once again, same rule, y'all. If you want to find more bottles of a wine that you enjoy, that is like a natural, small, uh, you know small footprint or, you know, handcrafted, turn that bottle over. Take a look at the distributor. When you find a distributor that is able to, you know, represent a certain small, small label, then that distributor is going to have either more from that same winemaker or they're going to have similar bottles either from the region or taste Small wine distributors is the best way to really kind of keep track of um, bottles that you really enjoy by small winemakers that you really enjoy. Uh, so this this is a grape that I was not familiar with. It's called, it's either called Trepat, Trepit. It's probably not Trepit, guys. <laughs> T-R-E-P-A-T, Okay. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, basically a sort of young youngish sort of grape that you want to um, pick earlier is my understanding of the light googling that I've done, um, and it really just kind of um, has a little bit of a a sort of clean and citrusy taste to it, which makes sense. So this wine is made with 100% trepat. Trepat? I, I can't say that um, confidently. 
from a vineyard that was planted in 2005. Uh, this is uh, grown in the region called Barbera de la Conca. Listen, gorgeous accent right here. You can just hear me dictate Spanish all day. <laughs> um, it's harvested by hand. It is um, macerated. So maceration, uh, and it's macerated for about eight days, but maceration basically is the process of basically getting something to be uh, completely sort of... Um, engulfed by its own juices. So for instance, in a recipe, when someone says, oh, macerated berries, what typically that process is, is putting a bunch of sugar on berries. So that way, um, the berries start to sweat and kind of creates its own juice. They obviously don't put extra sugar on these grapes. What it essentially means is that the grapes are either mashed a little bit or, you know, pressed enough that um, the juices, the juices of the grape obviously start to continue to liquefy and uh, bury the grape. And that also helps um, ferment it, fermenting it in its own sort of native yeast. It's a wild fermentation process. So basically they're saying that it was macerated for about eight days. Then it was, uh, continued to ferment in stainless steel, um, I don't know, stainless steel vats, shall we say? Um, and then basically it's um, fermented for about four months. And then after it's gently filtered, bottled. So this is a very young wine. This is not a wine that, you know, is, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would be interested, one of the things that I really don't know the answer to is when we're talking about the natural wine movement and we're talking about um, bottles that are like this, where it does feel like there's a little bit of spontaneous fermentation happening, how do you age these bottles? I mean, is it just like, duh, just age them like you would as usual and like not a big deal? Or like, is there... Is there like uh, something where you don't want to age it? Winemakers, winemakers who listen to this podcast and roll your eyes as I get through trying to say Trey Pat. What do you do when you have a bottle like this that feels super light, super, super like easy to drink, very new when it comes to a wine fermentation? Can you, can you age this bottle? Let me know. Okay, so. I absolutely love, love, loved this bottle. It was so delicious. Um, as soon as you open it, it's super yeasty in scent. Um, and it doesn't drink that like that at all. I would give it about five minutes or so. Obviously, chill it. I honestly didn't like chill it for too long. I think it's one of those bottles where like you can chill it beforehand and then you can just like take it out on the porch and, and just and just like with a few friends easily get it done. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just really quite pleasant even when it gets a little bit warmer. It is not something that I feel like sometimes when you have a natural wine bottle of this ilk, if it's not completely chilled at all times um, and you have to like actually taste it, it's not so pleasant. <laughs> there's just certain, there's certain bottles. We, we try to stay away from those bottles when we're talking about wine on this podcast. Cause I, I don't like talking negatively about, especially if it's like a new winemaker or a younger winemaker, but there's some bottles out there that are, I feel of this style that just, just really can't hold uh, hold of a note uh, as soon as that bottle starts to warm up. This is not the case here. This bottle is just through and through made perfectly. It's so delicious, especially it's such a pleasant experience when you're talking about something that is super... If you saw this bottle in the middle of a natural wine lineup, it would fit in. And uh, that's a, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, I feel. it's It's got the kind of style of um, new wine labeling that I'm like, oh, I, I can totally see this at a very trendy natural wine bar. Um, but it is... It is just so delicious. It has no, um, it has the juiciness without that almost like new saccharine taste that you can sometimes get um, with a bottle that is um, juicy and red and ready to be chilled. It's very bright. Um, there is a little bit of a lingering aftertaste, but it's pleasant. So I wouldn't consider this like a very clean like aftertaste but it's it's not it it's totally welcome. It is not like um you're not like oh god that's that's here to stay. Jesus. Um it's like oh it's here to stay and you know what? I really want some tomato with it. This is a great bottle of wine for late night pizza, for real. Or or just something something that is made for lime, salt and fish, fresh chilies. You know, I want I want a type of ceviche with this bottle. Um, I want lots of cucumbers. I, you know, like I want like a smashed cucumber salad. You know, I want, I want a smashed cucumber salad. Oh, do you know what I actually want? I want Didi's, um, Didi, the incredible Thai food trailer here in South Austin. I want their fermented papaya salad with this bottle of wine. That's perfect. That's, that's, that's actually what it is. Yeah. This bottle of wine is made for a Thai papaya salad. Whoever your Thai papaya salad person is in your town, get this bottle. Get a couple of these bottles and and just get it going. That's a good time. So I, this is what I would do. I'd get two bottles. 
with some papaya salad. If you want to do like just sort of like an owl fresca moment outside, summertime, easy, chill before you guys go to a concert or go go out, this is this is what I would do. Then I would have a secret third bottle when you all come back after doing whatever. It's like a late, this is a great like starter pack and an ending pack for like a one of those very long summer days. Just one when like you've decided, oh, we're going to do this very special summer thing, right? Like you're going to go to this like party that is like known in your neighborhood, your town that happens every summer. Or you're going to go to this like uh late crawfish boil. I would hate to do a crawfish boil this late summer, but I know some of y'all. I know some of y'all. I know. I'm talking to you. But this would be a great bottle to have around for one of those days. You know what I'm talking about? Um, or if someone has like one of those like very late, like they they decided. I find this to be more on trend where it's past wedding season a little bit. But... I think it's actually kind of clever for couples to do this. I'm saying this as someone who has never wedding planned or anything. But if I were trying to keep the budget of my wedding down, I would I would be like, you know what? We're going to have an August wedding. It's going to be hot as hell. But we're going to like make it fun. And we're going to make it like easy. And we're going to make sure that people can like dress to the weather this would be a great like bottle to have at that at that type of thing it's 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 meant to be drunk i think outside i think it's meant to get a party going or end a party it's your before and your after wine for summertime i have i will say i don't want to see the likes of this bottle anywhere near a January or December. It, it just, it, if you saw this bottle, you would be like, this is jarring. This like already, it already always feels like the world is ending. We acknowledge that aliens exist and then we just like moved on with our day. This would be a bridge too far, right? Like in 2023, I feel like we have to deal with a lot of news. But I think the thing that would break me is... If in December, I'm just out in the wild and someone shows me this bottle of wine in December, that if you want to see someone completely broken, that would happen right there. This is truly, truly a summer wine. Okay. So that means, guys, we have to scour the internet, find more bottles of this, and and go ahead and order them, okay? So that way we can just make sure, make sure that I don't have a breakdown in December due to seeing Pomegrana being, for some reason, let out and loose, footloose, fancy free, being poured up in nippy. December. It's unforgivable. But right now, while we have these two months, 
Book it up. Does it pass the Tamron test? It does. It does. Um, with flying colors. I mean, duh. I was just talking about fermented papaya salad. I mean, we all, we know the vibes. We know the vibes. Okay, guys. And that's my review. <laughs> um, I promise I have not forgotten about the Substack. It is, uh, this is, this is not an excuse because I say this a lot, but there are a lot of things on my plate currently and um, some really exciting things that I will hopefully soon be able to talk to you guys about. However, uh, down low, if you, if you want to, to get into some things that are sick palate adjacent or of sick palate ilk, first things first is the, the way that sick palate is going to be moving forward is it is going to be the sub stack, right? It's going to be the newsletters. It's going to be the podcasts. Um, it is also going to be the dinner series that I've been doing. We started it in May and I'm just so blown away by the reception that we've had. But this is the official uh, sick palette dinner series that we do in partnership with the Training Kitchen, an incredible nonprofit here in South Austin. Um, so that dinner series, we skipped we skipped August just because August just we're getting ready for Monday, which is i.e. September, okay? So um September dates are open. We are already over halfway sold out. So if you are interested in getting four courses of South Indian Texan cuisine, uh I think in September we're focusing on Pondicherry. And so it is going to be um, food that is inspired by the region of Pondicherry in India. And um, that means they're going to be cross sections of South Indian, Vietnamese, French, and Viet Cajun um, on that menu. I'm really, really excited because Pondicherry was a French colony and... Due to that, we do have the way that colonization works is uh, other colonized people um, will will end up in your colony. And that becomes like a way where you get like a cross-cultural cuisine. So that's, that's a little bit about Pondicherry. So anyways, we've got a menu reflecting that sort of influence. It's going to be really fun, really dope. Um, four courses, 90% of it, uh, of the produce is uh, right straight from the training kitchen. Um, and then we never do that menu again. So anyways, those tickets are available. Link below. Uh, another thing is I will be working on my own, very own YouTube series. Um, I'm partnering up with Identity Productions. Um, and they already have such like amazing channels and um, really, really excited to create basically our own South Indian Texan YouTube series. But if you want to be ready for that, 
go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we're hoping, and I think it, I think we're sticking with the schedule where first of my episodes are going to be dropping early, mid-September. Um, but that this way you can kind of check out what else is on the channel and, um, you know, support support already the amazing cast and crew that is already doing some amazing stuff at Identity Productions. And then I'm going to have some more fun things to talk to you guys about. Some collaborations are coming through. Some surprising projects. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's all I can say for now. Uh, thank you all for continuing to support this endeavor. Uh, I also have some really exciting Substack content coming through. As long as long as I find little pockets, twenty minutes here or there, I'm gonna try my best to just be like, you know what? Twenty minutes—that's a podcast, baby. Get your phone out. Get it going. <laughs> Um, but, but I am committed on getting, getting that content out. Okay. All right, y'all. I'll talk to y'all soon. Goodbye.